Oh my gosh, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and I am freezing my tuchus off. This is news that you can use for, well, Friday, September 1st, with your hosts, Ray and Zach. It's a little chilly here at the shore today. You are addicted to talking about the temperature. Because I'm cold. All right, well, let's let's warm things up. Let's bring in a special Friday guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, it's the FNR goddess herself, Miss Kimberly Klein, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Friday, and Ray, I will send some of my tukas to your tukas so you don't lose any, because I have well, lots I, to spare. So uh, I, I, I I do appreciate that. That that I think solidifies our friendship. Yeah, right, absolutely. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. Kimberly Pops, Toyota shocks the auto industry. We're going to kick things off talking about new car sales because evidently, no matter how many times we bring it up, things that Toyota's doing that we don't necessarily love, you know what happens? They sell cars. They sell cars, folks. Look at this, Kimberly and Pops. We are starting to get August sales numbers. Toyota's sales are up 15.6% for the month of August. When we look out at prior months, like July and June, they did not have year-over-year gains as strong as this. This is the strongest month from Toyota in terms of sales so far this year. That is incredible. Obviously, because you can look at their eight-month year-to-date total, and they're up less than 1%. They have sold more cars in a month so far this year, but not year-over-year percentage gain. So that is pretty remarkable. Toyota is bouncing back, it seems. Is, is, is have something to do with the fact you proclaim them dead? <laughs> Dewey wins. <laughs> you wouldn't know that, but uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I think you, you wrote their obituary a little too soon. What do you make of this, Kimberly? They're bouncing, bouncing back strong. I'm, I'm always surprised by this because I'm shocked at at people that still buy cars. I mean, there's. <laughs> You can raise the price. All this says is we can raise the price as much as we want and people will still buy. I'm personally always surprised to watch the sales numbers go up. Now, I don't see is Mazda. Yeah, there's Mazda. So um, Mazda had, you know, some really great APR incentives um, during the past month, two months. So. What happened to Kimberly? What happened to Kimberly? You you didn't, you didn't. I didn't touch anything. Oh my! No, you were too busy staring at me for rubbing my finger. finger. Okay, yeah. well we lost Kimberly. Hopefully she'll join back in just a moment. Yes. Here. but yeah, she was pointing out the APR incentives at some of the other automakers. I am surprised. I'm going to comment one other thing outside of Toyota being up by so much. Look at Hyundai Kia, Dad. They sell a lot of cars. Hyundai Kia has sold over 1.1 million cars so far this year. Toyota, between Toyota and Lexus, is at 1.424 million. Hyundai Kia is on their tuchus. Yeah, they really are because Toyota alone has sold um, 1.226 million. You know, they're not that far ahead of Hyundai Kia. Um, And... Hyundai Kia, even though they're they're more of an entry level brand, a mass market brand, lower price point brand, with the amount of uh, dealer markups we've seen when we've gone to Hyundai and Kia lots, um, you know they don't seem to be bashful with asking more than than what they what the MSRP suggests. 
I did see one interesting statistic about Hyundai and Kia, and that was the Palisade sales, the sister vehicle to the Telluride. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were off, I think, 26%. Whoa, where's that data? Is it in the uh, article? It, it, yeah, it's in the article, which to me was fascinating to, to see that. Um, Stop picking your fingernails, man. I'm not picking my fingernails. You're picking your fingernails and it distracts you. You're me. picking a fight. <laughs> Stop picking a fight. Wow, there yeah. you go, Pops. The Hyundai Kona subcompact crossover led the way with a 71% gain to 5,777 deliveries. The Santa Fe and Tucson both recorded double-digit hikes. Among decliners, the Elantra fell 21% and the Palisade slipped 26%. Crazy. I still want to know what happened to the F and I goddess herself. <laughs> My cell phone's over there. I'll, I'll check in a moment. But I am I am impressed, Ed, to see Toyota's numbers up so significantly here in August. I do wonder yes. if it is going to be a one-month you know, blip or if this is going to be something that is sustained. Toyota, I, as we know, has struggled the most with regards to inventory. Maybe Honda is, is closest to them. So if inventory is there, you've got to imagine Toyota. If you, if you, in that article, it states on-hand inventory and in-transit inventory for Toyota. Um, and it is high, high, high. The highest it's been for them in quite some time. Let's read through the article. August U.S. inventory for Hyundai was 53,075 vehicles compared to 47,836 in July. Inventory in August 2022 was 19,209. So even just starting here with Hyundai, inventories yeah. at Hyundai are nearly three times higher this year than, than they, they were, were last year. Yes, Let's see here, Pops. Let's find – there's Mazda's sales. Let's find inventory restocked. Yada, 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 yada. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? We got fleet sales, which we'll come back to here in just a moment. Here we there go. You go. Toyota Motor said it ended August with 174,567 light vehicles in U.S. stock or a 24-day supply with 50,936 on the ground at stores and 123,631 at, at ports or in transit. Oh, my goodness. No. Ah. Oh. Ah. Oh. Okay. I – anyway – um, the Toyota brand had 142,257 vehicles in stock or a 23-day supply to the start of September, while Lexus has a stockpile of 32,320 cars and light trucks or a 37-day supply. So inventory is starting to build back up just a little bit. Yes, but you know, when we went to the local Toyota store, they really had next to nothing. And, and so much of what they have is, uh, is pre-sold, which... You know, is a godsend to them. They love that because they know that there's uh, future profits for their dealers almost immediately once they receive their inventory, um, and the carrying costs for their dealers when it comes to uh, um, floor plan is really, really limited at the moment. Yeah, so, it yeah. absolutely is. Yes. Ah, oh, man, I made. Uh, there was a mistake on my end with some of the account stuff. So that's why Kimberly got booted off. I'm so sorry, Kimberly. I'll try and fix it while we're live here, but I'm going to need Pops' help to vamp pretty solidly for a minute here. So why don't I put him on something that I know he can talk about? Yeah. Which would be, yes. there is a new development. 
Let me pull it up on the screen and we'll let Pops rip at it. There is a new development, Dad, in the UAW potential strike. Ford says it's still offering or says it's offering a 15% pay boost. If I'm not mistaken, UAW wanted 40%? 46. 46%? Yes. And the UAW is now filing complaints against GM and Stellantis. Isn't this like the National Labor Relations Board, something like that? Yes, for unfair um, uh, negotiating or, or lack thereof. They're not – the UAW claims that they're not negotiating in good faith, um, you know, which – well, I guess it's always normal anytime that there's negotiations. Uh, one side will always feel as if the other's not negotiating in good faith. Um, you know, the UAW's ask was uh, a 46% increase in wages, um, a 32 hour work week, a four day work week. They, they want. In most cases, the way it works is if when you come in, you are you come in at a lower tier, so your hourly is lower than somebody that's been there a while. Uh, it normally takes under the current uh, bargaining agreement. It normally takes eight years to get to that top tier. The UAW wants it to be well zero years to get to that top tier. Ford was offering six years and a different type of uh, profit-sharing arrangement than what they've had in the past. Um, so this just sounds to me like normal negotiations. The UAW is asking for things that they know they're never going to get, that they know are just throwaway items, because anytime you negotiate, you have to include throwaway items. So they're including plenty of them. Uh, Ford is countering doing the same things. Um, and for the UAW to suggest that Stellantis and General Motors aren't negotiating in good faith. You know, good faith negotiations typically happen um, the last few days before a contract expires. So we shall see what happens. Um, I, I, I'm still clinging to the hope that if and when there is a strike, that perhaps it's, it's a 10-day to two-week strike. I have seen some comments where others have said, hey, this could drag on till November. Um, you know, I don't think it's in anybody's best interest, whether it be the manufacturers or the labor force, to be on strike for two months or, you know, approaching two months. That, that just, I, I don't think that bodes well for anybody. So we shall see what happens. Um, it should be interesting. You're doing a great job. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I'm making progress here, Pops. I'm making progress here. Yeah. So here we go, Dad. Yes. Do you think that the UAW actually ends up striking on September 14th? Do you think Ford might strike a deal with them that maybe Stellantis and GM don't? Is that even a possibility here? Well, that, that is a possibility. Um, but typically what happens, at least in the past, what happens is they typically – pick one manufacturer uh, to strike against so that all the UAW workers wouldn't be out on strike at one time. And they use whatever manufacturer it is as the, as the guideline for what the negotiations will be, for the settlement will be for all of the manufacturers. So that way they don't strike everybody at once. They just pick one try and bring them to their knees. Um, I guess that would be one of the few times that, that General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis will all 
try and work together um, and and try and mitigate the the length of a strike. Um, you know, and Ford says in in their um, in in their offer that you know the the workers could make upwards of ninety eight thousand dollars a year through uh, their hourly pay with overtime and bonuses. Well, to suggest that somebody's pay is it has to be based on overtime. Well, what if the overtime doesn't exist? You know, we used to we used to always tell employees um, when or or people that came in that were looking to buy a car, don't don't tell us what you make based on overtime because what if your employer takes away overtime? Then then your income goes down. Yeah. So base your income on what your hourly wage is. And if you happen to get overtime, great. You happen to get overtime. Um, but to use that as a negotiating tactic, well, you know, if, if, if you, if we give you the overtime that we think we might be able to give you, <laughs> but there's no guarantee that we'll be able to give it to you. Well, then between everything else, you, you should be making like $98,000 a year. Except, <sighs> well, if there is no overtime, then maybe you're back to $70,000. Did you see, did you see the live stream? What did you see the live stream from Sean Fain? The uh, president I, I haven't I haven't watched it yet. Pretty pretty interesting tactics that they're working on to try and they're yeah. going to take a. I, I didn't watch the live stream, but I would suggest or I would think I would suppose that if you are the new leader of the UAW, and you, as a group, you haven't been happy with what past negotiations got you, that you are going to take a really strong position a a very aggressive position you're you're going you're going to offer threats of work stoppages the likes we've never seen before i mean that's that's just normal everyday negotiation well not every day but it's negotiating tactics it's so interesting that's all it is so we start the show talking about how toyota is actually increasing their annual sales at a more significant pace than they have yet this yes. year. Inventory is starting to come back. They're not encumbered by this. It's, it, we should make very clear here, the three automakers that are encumbered by this and will continue to be encumbered by this are Ford, Solantis, and General Motors. Yes. Toyota's not. Hyundai no. Kia's not. Honda's not. Mazda's not. Subaru's not. The, the, the manufacturers- Tesla's not. Good point. Tesla's not. The manufacturers who are growing most rapidly- are not encumbered by this. There was an article in Automotive News just the other day. What well, wasn't it like Ford extended a four billion dollar line of credit? So a new, a, a new, new line of credit. Yes. You know, I'm sure they're anticipating having to use it. Um, why else would you try to seek an additional four billion dollar line of credit? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you be doing that? Only if you expect to have to use it. Yeah, exactly. All right, I wanted to bring up one other topic here, and then, yeah, I totally screwed up on my end, and that's why Kimberly's not here. So, Kimberly, my sincere apologies. I am, yeah, so sorry about that. That is effed up. But now, uh, when you're ready, you can come back next week or the following <laughs> weekend. Anyway, um, Dad, I wanted to bring up one other topic, which was auto loan rejection rates. We got new data from Auto Finance News, and yes. look at this chart. Black line is showing you the percentage of rejected auto loans. Yes. Red line is showing you the number of auto loan applicants in any given month. Okay. 
What are you seeing on this chart? I am seeing that the number of people actually applying for a loan is going down. And the number of people that are being rejected for a loan based on credit worthiness is skyrocketing. So what does that tell you? It tells me that the people that are in the market for a car are those who really can't afford to buy the car. And this data goes back to 2013, by the way. Okay. You're looking at a chart from 2013. Yes. And and so that the people that are out there, that that almost 15% of the people that are out there trying to buy a car won't qualify for a car. They don't have the credit to support it, which means that more people who do have the credit to support it are staying away at the moment. Now, that would also indicate to me, based on the amount of sales that we're seeing, that a larger percentage of people are paying cash today than we would typically expect to see. It's a, almost one in three car deals, used car deals, are cash deals. Okay, and that would normally be well less than that. Yeah. Less than half of that. I mean, that's what other indicator do you need that there is more and more challenge to actually get approved for an auto loan and you know fit into it? Although a lot of folks will say cash has always been king, so now they're just you know operating as is normal. But more and more folks are being pushed to do that. The, the saying has always been cash is king, and as I used to always say, I always thought it was cash is clay. Uh, <laughs> but what did I know? Um, but yes, cash, especially in times like this with high interest rates, cash is king. Uh, and especially with high rejection rates, people that are coming in and have cash certainly make it easier for a dealership to be able to say yes to a deal because guess what? There's there's no concerns. No work getting the, the loan approved. Yeah, it's it's a done deal. You yeah. don't have to you don't have to worry about is the bank going to approve it? The lender that we're thinking of putting it through, are they the ones that are going to approve it or is it going to be somebody else? How long are we going to have to work this deal? Cash deal doesn't require a whole lot of work. Pops, I wanted to pull up one other story pertaining to Ford because we were talking about yes. them a moment ago with the UAW strike. Ford to spend $270 million to fix rear view camera defect. Yeah. It almost slipped my mind that in the same conversation where we're talking about Toyota sales spiking, we've yeah. got Ford dealing with a UAW workers strike. And then we also have Ford finally coming up with a fix for all of their aviators. There's a stop sale on Lincoln aviators. Yes. You can't sell them right now. $270 million to fix rear view camera defect. Wow. Do, do, do you just think for a moment, I, you know, I, I've, I've said this a zillion times. I'm, I'm not really a bright guy. I'm not, I, you know, but do you, do you just think for a moment that if you design these things correctly from Jump Street, you're onto something that you don't have to then invest an additional $270 million to fix it later. Um, it, 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 and, and my, if this is just a supposition, okay, I don't know this as fact, but I would I would almost guess that some of the designers and and engineers might have suggested that you know by using some of the materials that we're using we're going to have some issues. Yeah. Um and but but their idea at Ford which is why they lead the world in recalls is to put all that stuff off until it happens. They know pretty much that it probably will happen, but their hope is that it doesn't. 
And so they, they, they put it off until they are forced to deal with it. That, that just seems like an ass-backwards way of doing things. One thing that I find interesting about this, Dad, the vehicles that are impacted, look at them here. As part of that action, Ford is also recalling 2020-2023 Lincoln Aviators, 2018-2021 to Navigators, 2022-2023 Ford Transit Vans, and 2021 Ford Bronco Vehicles. These are vehicles that have all been made amidst the, primarily amidst like the chip shortage and supply shortage and things like that. There's a case to be made for the quality of new vehicles being worse than, you know, before the pandemic. This type of action with Ford demonstrates that that could be the case. And it's interesting that something as trivial, potentially trivial as a camera could, you know, enact a stop sale. Like these dealers literally can't sell some of their vehicles because of a camera that doesn't work. That's what a stop sale means. It's been since May, dad, or excuse me, in April. It's been since April. April, May, June, July, August. That's five months of cars just sitting there that can't be sold. Yes. Because of a camera that doesn't work. And then it's going to cost $270 million. And that, that doesn't even state how much time it's going to take to correct them all. Just because you're going to throw $270 million at it, doesn't mean that it's going to be. Doesn't mean that it can be fixed tomorrow. Yeah. You've got almost 170,000 vehicles that need to be repaired. Uh, that takes time. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> wow. I'm just, I feel for the dealers who are sitting on aviators and the customers who are sitting there waiting to buy one. They just couldn't. Say, saying to themselves, gee, I always wanted that aviator. Does that tarnish even more the relationship between the OEM and the dealer? The fact that you just have cars and you can't sell them. Did you ever have cars that you had stop sales on when you were working? Yeah, absolutely. We did. We had, you know, we we had minis that uh, had any number of stop sales. And some <laughs> multiple of, stop sales. Oh, multiple. And some of them, some of them had stop sales prior to their uh, being actually offered to the public. Okay, where the new model was coming in, they started shipping them to the dealer. We were just getting ready to for the release. Bingo! There's your stop sale. Can't sell them. Any of the ones that have made it to your dealership can't sell them. I mean, and it was like, why don't you figure this nonsense out before I don't know? A, you ship the damn things. No. And and B, why you're in the manufacturing process? So. Yeah, we we yeah, stop sales stink. It and and what what really stinks about it is that when you have inventory of those vehicles that there's a stop sale on and people see it and they want to buy it because that's what they came in for, but because it's under a stop sale, you're not legally allowed to sell it. Mm. I mean, that just drives your customer crazy. Well, when are you going to have the fix for it? Well, they haven't quite shared that with us yet. J-Max got a really interesting question. Does yes. the OEM provide floor plan assistance during In the cases stop like sale that, period? absolutely. Yeah, they have to, don't they? Yeah. Oh, well, they don't have to, but they the have to. going to be pretty upset. Yeah. No, in, in situations like that, absolutely they do. And, and do you remember the Dieselgate thing? Yeah, of course. Okay. So, so VW, Audi. So some of that stuff dragged on for two, two and a half years where dealers had diesel vehicles that they could not and were not allowed to sell. Well, not only did VW and Audi and everybody, did they, did they cover floor plan assistance? Well, the fact that some of those things were there for two years, well, they, they covered depreciation as well. 
and and so dealers got a huge incentive yeah um to compensate so that they could then sell them you know for twenty thirty thousand dollars below what the original asking price had been let's go to the chat here for a quick second pops from michael Thank you for the contribution. Four-day work week at 10 hours a day. Off days could be Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. This is with regards to the UAW. That, that could be, except they're asking for a 32-hour work, work week. week. Yeah. Uh, last time I checked, that was uh, four eight-hour days. That is yeah. indeed. AJ wants to know our take, Pops, if it'll come up here. Thank you, AJ. Man. And thank you, Michael. Need a new computer in the near future. Yeah. AJ, thank you for the contribution. 2024 Chevy tracks any opinion below MSRP possible. One of the few... Inexpensive vehicles, new vehicles that you yes. get out there. Is it going to be luxurious? Is it going to ride beautifully? No, none of those things. Is no. it going to be functional and get you from point A to point B? Absolutely. Is it yes. a reasonable price point? Absolutely. I'm I'm all in on a Chevy Trax. Can you get them below MSRP? I don't really know. Um, I'd have to ask. I, I, my my suspicion will be uh, that they will be produced in limited numbers. They will have limited availability, and because of the fact that they're limited availability dealers will not feel compelled to sell them for less than MSRP. And and legitimately, I mean, you know, if they're $24,000, $25,000, what are you going to say to the customer at the dealer? You're going to say, well, okay, go find something else that's this nice for this amount of money and then come back when you can't because that's what's going to happen. So, no, I, I, I would not expect – you know, occasionally, maybe, but I, I, I just would not expect it. I, hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I want to pull up Anthony's comment here and then uh, turn our attention in another direction. Anthony says, I'm at the end of my lease with my 2021 Subaru Crosstrek Premium. Now, as far as I can see, my car is worth more than the residual value. Is that equity I can use by trading it in for a new Subaru lease? I just want to pull up on the screen. Yes. So this is for you, Anthony, and for everyone. Yes. CarEdge.com. We are going to go to resources. We are going to click on free guides. We're going to scroll down to the search bar and we're going to type in lease end. What to do at the end of a car lease? I want the one. Um, yeah, I guess it's what to do at the end of a car lease. Yeah. We've got a guide here that walks you through what to do at the end of a car lease. Return the vehicle, move into a new lease, buy the car. Please, please, please avail yourself of these resources. And one of the things you can do to figure out if you have equity in a car that you currently own is go to caredge.com slash sell and get multiple offers from dealers in the network in your area. No spam, no BS, none of that stuff. Please use some of the free resources. This is, this is obviously 100% free. And what was, what was Anthony's question again? Should he take the, the equity he has in his off lease, coming off lease vehicle and, and put it into a new lease? What you can do, so rather... Rather than just turn the vehicle in, and if you don't want to purchase it so that you can own that equity, say, I want to trade the vehicle. I want to sell it to you. My 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 payoff is X. I want to and and you could either take the equity back as a as a check, or you can apply that equity to your new lease, which I don't recommend because that's basically putting money down on a lease that if anything happens to the vehicle, that money's gone. Um, but yeah, you could do it that way and, and say, okay, I, 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 I want I want to check for my equity. Yeah, you said trade in. I wouldn't use that word. I would say I want to sell you my leased car. 
Because if you say trade and then you start yeah. getting into the normal dance, you want to sell your leased car. Yeah. What? And how much will you pay? New for, car. Yeah. How yeah. much will you pay for it? Here's my payoff. Boom. Let's go. All right. I want to check. I want to come here. Uh, Leon says, then we got a thoughtful contribution that just came in. Did we mention Tesla dropped Model X prices to qualify for incentives? No, we didn't even mention that Tesla dropped Model X, and I think it was also Model S prices. Some of the Model S's as well. Yeah. Recently, they've dropped both of those prices, and I believe significantly. And I believe there's some type of refresh on the model. The Model 3. Three as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of Tesla news. Yes. Right now, and obviously makes those even more competitive. Thank you, Auburn alum. Yes, thank for you. For the contribution. I've been a sales rep for 30 years. Why is the auto sales slash buying process so stupid? I caught I called as a dealer to speak to a salesperson and then are routed to an internet specialist. They are determined for an in-person visit. Yeah, we're trying our best, Auburn alum, to break <laughs> this down day by day. We're yeah. trying, man. Well, we're absolutely you, you, trying. You've been a sales rep for 30 years. Why is it? Why, 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 why? It it doesn't need to be. Um, it really shouldn't be, um, and I believe one of the reasons that it is is that there's many dealers out there who will tell you, oh, we hate the process the way it's set up. We believe it should be different, and they say that, and then they go in their next breath, they go, but we're in a really competitive market, and if we try and do it differently, well, we're going to lose sales, so we just have to play. The game that we hate. We just have to play. We're against the game. <laughs> They're not against it enough to do anything about it. And and we're here trying our best, one dealership at a time, um, to convince them that there is a better way and that ultimately it could be a more successful way for you and breed um, much more customer loyalty so that you'll have to, well, work less to sell more cars. Sounds like a terrible thing. Yeah, it really, yeah. really does. All right. It is Friday. Everyone enjoy the upcoming weekend. Please, if yeah, you're Yeah, I not, have another show in 15 minutes. Yeah, you do have another show in 15 yeah. minutes. If you're not familiar, CarEdge.com, that's where all the various resources that we and our team have created. The 20% off everything sale ends Monday? after the holidays. So please, please, please take advantage of that. There's also $100 off of vehicle service contracts, all sorts of different ways that we can help you back at caredge.com. We'll be back on Monday. Yes. We'll be back tomorrow night, won't we? We'll be back tomorrow night and on Monday. So we're around. Yeah. You'll see us soon. We appreciate everyone for tuning in and showing up. And uh, yeah, thank you. And 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 uh, Kimberly, we're sorry that we lost you in the, uh, in the beginning of the show. It is quite unfortunate. But we look forward to seeing you here next Friday um, for a little more of Kimberly's Corner. See you guys. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here today.